Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger basketball fans? Uh, We are coming out with an emergency Tiger basketball podcast tonight. It's about 10.40 p.m. on Friday night. Um, Obviously, Memphis just beat Illinois Chicago a lot to a little, but that is kind of irrelevant for the most part, uh, given the news about James Wiseman. That's barely a footnote. Um, He was a pretty wild Friday afternoon slash evening. Um, at about four thirty, four forty-five this afternoon, uh, at the offices of Ballin, Ballin, and Fishman, a press conference was held by Leslie Ballin announcing that James Wiseman had been ruled ineligible by the NCAA. It appears on November fifth, uh, and I was told out the letter either came minutes or hours before Memphis played its season opening game against South Carolina State. Uh, it's unclear at this point. If Memphis, while they received it at that moment, whether they were aware of receiving it, if that makes any sense, uh, like the le- essentially the letter, the letter was in the metaphorical mailbox, but it's unclear if Memphis had checked the mailbox. Right, right. right. Um, it wasn't hand delivered, like a you know, they didn't make somebody admit that that you know who yes. they were. So they there's a press conference held. Then about five oh seven p.m., probably a little earlier than that, but I got word that. So in that press conference, Leslie Ballin announced that he'd been ruled ineligible and James Wiseman was suing the NCAA. And uh, the University of Memphis was a nominal uh, defendant in the case, but really he's suing the NCAA for his eligibility back. And in the lawsuit, it was revealed that um, the NCAA initially deemed him eligible on or about May 29th, 2019. Um, yeah, you want me to read? Yeah, read the whole segment because there's some important um, information here uh, regarding that ruling on May 29th. Yeah, so it's under the summary of dispute heading. It's actually the second uh, bullet point under that heading, and it says the NCAA, and this is reading verbatim, the NCAA released a final amateurism certification with respect to Mr. Wiseman on or about May 29th, 2019. The NCAA subsequently sent notice of inquiry to the University of Memphis, stating that it believed Wiseman was certified in error, but representing to the university that the NCAA would honor its previous eligibility decision. So they gave him, they, they, they cleared him, they cleared him, but they, they they decided they did it in error. They shouldn't have. Yeah. Later in the uh, lawsuit. And I mean, you know, we have to we have to know more about exactly what what was written in the notice of inquiry because we don't have that as of right now from mm-hmm. the NCAA. But if you read what's in this lawsuit later, it says that 
Um, and this is all allegations, really, sure. because we have not heard from the NCAA on this. Right. But it, it says, it states later in this lawsuit that the NCAA, quote, inadvertently certified James Wiseman. Yes. And then on October 30th or 31st, I believe it's the 31st, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Uh Memphis received a, how do they phrase it? They received a bylaws interpretation from the NCAA purporting to state that certain recruiting violations had taken place in or around the summer of 2017. Halloween. And then, according to uh, Leslie and Blake Ballin, November 5th, they ruled him ineligible after that inquiry. So then... After this press conference, kind of alerting us to all of this, at about 5.07, I got the text that said basically an injunction um, had been granted, a temporary restraining order had been granted uh, by a Shelby County Judicial Court judge, um, Jim Kyle is his name, University of Memphis Law School graduate, and, um, and from what I understand was also the judge who granted James Wiseman, a temporary restraining order uh, in his TSSAA case a couple years ago when the TSSAA inquired about his eligibility, I guess, or or ruled him ineligible initially when he was playing for Penny Hardaway. Um, So, But the the injunction essentially allowed James Wiseman to play tonight against Illinois-Chicago. And at 517... He arrived at FedEx Forum in Penny Hardaway's black Sprinter van. You saw it, right? I saw it. I was. I happened. I was coming back from the press conference and was walking in through uh, the metal detectors down below. Noticed that usually that Sprinter van is there because that's how Penny usually gets to the games. And I thought initially Penny was not at the arena. And this is forty-five minutes before tip-off, right? And so I just was. I was like, he's got to be coming soon. And one of his, I'd say, I guess one of his, uh, one a person who's a part of his crew or his buddies or yeah, a colleague, I don't know how, yeah, someone who's around him who works for him, um, was standing down there. So I presumed that Penny was arriving soon. Well, in fact, it was James who was arriving soon. And at like I said, at five seventeen, he came out of the Sprinter van, jogged into it through a back entrance into FedEx Forum, and then at around six o'clock, he was announced in the starting lineup and played. Came onto the floor uh, with the team. You know, when the cheerleaders run out and the people with the big flags run out, uh, the team follows right behind him. He was like the next to last player out of the tunnel, and. That was at roughly 5.55, 5.56. That was the first time we'd seen him. He wasn't – obviously, he didn't get there till 5.17, but um, so, so here's there was the, no warm-ups. There was no shoot-around yeah. for him, nothing. And he played fine. Played pretty well, it seems like. I didn't really watch much of the game because I was writing. Well, he scored that. 17 points, and I think nine of them were from the free-throw line. Gotcha. Well, so here's what it's – here's what it – here's what it – here's where, I guess, what's at stake. Well, here's what the, the NCAA is alleging – and really, that the University of Memphis in its statement confirmed that Penny Hardaway, uh, when James Wiseman moved here to Memphis from Nashville during the summer of 2017, um, received, James Wiseman's mother received $11,500 in moving expenses from Penny Hardaway at that time. And 
what the NCAA ruled in its, I guess, new ruling here in um, it, here in ruling it had uh, is that they, they just they've decided that Penny Hardaway is a booster for was a booster for Memphis in that moment because he donated a million dollars. This is again according to the lawsuit. We have not heard the exact thing from. From the NCAA. Yeah, it says, In 2008, Mr. Hardaway donated a million dollars to the University of Memphis to construct the Sports Hall of Fame. Mr. Hardaway has also provided assistance to individuals and families in Memphis throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's it's going to be fascinating. And because of that. This is, this is the part that I think, but basically because of that, according to the NCAA. He is a booster. He is a booster. And therefore, James Wiseman's family received money from a Memphis booster, which makes him ineligible. Right. And what's going to be content? I don't think there's any denying that, to me, that James Wiseman receiving $11,500 from a booster is against the rules. That What they're going to try and argue is that Penny was not a booster. I don't know, like, I don't know how, I mean, like, I tend to side with James Wiseman and just in terms of my sentiment, like this is this you should be allowed to help a family out in this situation like this. And do I think in that moment Penny Hardaway was thinking in his head, I'm gonna give them eleven thousand dollars eleven thousand five hundred dollars and I'm gonna eventually become the University of Memphis basketball coach and this guy's eventually gonna play for me. I find that hard to believe. At the same time, if we're looking at the NCA rule book, the NCA rules are pretty clear that once you donate money, you are an NCA booster permanently. Yeah. Are you a bo- you are a booster of that school permanently? And even the fact that Penny pays for season tickets at Memphis, according to the NCA rule book, that makes him a booster. And so if we're going by the NCA rule book, James Wiseman is ineligible. Are those rules antiquated and stupid and um, corrupt? Yes, but they are the rules of the NCAA. And so it is going to be fascinating to see how this plays out because the NCAA, you know, so the, the court date has been set for November 18th um, here in Shelby County. And that'll According be- to some, the, Jay Billis has said this. He's a lawyer, contrary to what people may think of him as a basketball analyst he's also actually a lawyer michael mccann the legal expert for sports illustrated said the same said the same thing this case the ncaa is probably going to get this moved to federal court where because in in a shelby county judge like the shelby county judicial judge today those guys are elected by the people of memphis and obviously you know they have a they gotta they gotta run for election and if you're gonna be the guy who's gonna you yeah, know ruin right. this season for Memphis that's the, I don't think that's gonna bode well for you in a future election right, right federal court judges are nominated by the president and it's a lifetime appointment they have no there's less of a chance for them to be biased right, I guess. right right they they yeah and the NCAA is a national organization so I everyone's ever the legal interpretations I've read seem to think this case is going to get moved to federal court pretty quickly, probably even Tuesday when courts reopen because Monday is Veterans Day. Um, and so this is going to be just fascinating to see how this all plays out. And I just think 
I think Memphis is taking a big took a big risk tonight playing him, knowing all of this. I really do believe that because now, I mean, now the game they won tonight that could be forfeited later on if 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 indeed Wiseman's ruled ineligible. And you know, I mean, Jay Billis just you know is saying on TV he thinks you know this is as anti NCAA as it gets, Jay Billis. And he thinks Wiseman's not going to. He may have won the initial battle, is what he said, but he's probably not going to win this war. Um, right. Because again, it's hard to get around the fact that if indeed Penny Hardaway is a booster according to NCAA rules, again, not a boot. I think according to common sense, he's not a booster, but NCAA rules are not common sense. And that's right. You're right. I mean, I'm serious. I like, know. and and so. According to the NCAA rules, the letter of their law, he is a booster. Like, there's not really getting it. I don't see how you get around that. Right. Uh, according to their rules, and there's no, and they're admitting that he gave eleven thousand five hundred dollars to James Wiseman. Now, one factor I think so to that, James Wiseman's mother. To James Wiseman's mother. Excuse me. Apparently, according to the University of Memphis, this was unbeknownst Quote, to unbeknownst James. Unbeknownst to James, yes. One interesting factor in this is this initial ruling in May. And, you know, the NCAA is claiming it was an error, essentially, that they cleared him. James Wiseman's lawsuit claims that Memphis told uh, the NCAA about this financial assistance that James Wiseman's mother received at the time. And still and they cleared him again. They're claiming an error. Right. Um, And it'll be, I'll also be interested. I mean, it seems like the national sentiment, especially coming on the same day that, um, coming on the same day that Chase Young is dealing with NCAA issues at at Ohio State for taking a small loan uh, from someone, national sentiment is on James Wiseman's side. I, you know, and obviously this pay for play movement has been building steam in state legislatures. But the NCAA's statement tonight seemed to me that they're digging their heels in. Yeah, the NCAA does not care one bit about public sentiment whatsoever. I mean, you know, yeah, no, I mean, nothing nothing that can be, no amount of outrage, uh, no, no, um, doesn't matter how high the profile is of whatever talking head is out there bashing the NCAA, they will not give in. I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do regardless. I mean, it just is what it is. They're not going to bow to any pressure whatsoever. So I have a bad feel. I I, I I have a bad feeling about this. That's how I'll phrase it. I, I part of me. I mean, I want to cover James Wiseman. I hope yeah. this all gets resolved. And maybe maybe he can pay back the eleven thousand five hundred dollars. That's something. on the table, right? I mean, that, I would hope that's an option. you know, and maybe serves a small suspension or something, right? Um, but and then uh, right. I just don't have a great feeling about this, especially because, like I said, I just don't think the right move was to play him tonight. Yeah, because you were essentially it was an act of defiance. You're thumbing your nose um, at the NCAA, and it just feels like there, there's. They all, we know the history with the NCAA in Memphis. It's all, it, it's never made a lot of sense, and it seems unfair to Memphis. And you know, part I guess part of you can say, well, you know what, f them because they've never treated Memphis um, fairly. But at the same time, it feels like you're guaranteeing yourself if indeed the NCAA wins in court, you're guaranteeing yourself maybe the harshest punishment possible. 
in terms of this situation. So I don't know. I put in my column up on commercialpeel.com. You know, now the biggest moment of the season isn't going to take place on the court. It's going to take place in a courthouse over the next few weeks, months, whatever it ends up being. Maybe, you know, maybe this is like what happened with Wiseman at East where they got it delayed and there were injunctions and delays that were so that took so long. It was the case was his his eligibility case was never resolved before he graduated. But even correct me if I'm wrong, but even back in 2008 and back in the mid 80s, when uh, when there were, you know, there were things going on that eventually got those seasons sort of that, that sort of tainted those seasons. That stuff wasn't happening in front of the scenes, right? Like this is happening out in the like, you know, this is playing out in front. You know, it's not behind this. It's not happening behind the scenes, and um, that is really. I mean, look, you're talking about distractions. That's this. You know, if this keeps well, getting peeled I mean, and I mean, peeled uh, and peeled, this is going to be yeah, a yes, and no. It also could create an us against the world mentality. It absolutely could. But I have a feeling this is going to get. Well, I don't know. I don't know. This stuff, you know, you saw with like Cam Newton, and a lot of this. This can get protracted and prolonged and honestly i don't think it's necessarily the worst thing if it like for memphis if it just extends out into postseason after the season ends and like i don't you know memphis has vacated wins before if they have to vacate wins i don't think but you get a whole season of james wiseman and whatever this team might be capable of i don't sense memphis fans are going to be that upset right i think you're absolutely right um but you know, one thing that is interesting is you go back to Penny Hardaway's post game interview on ESPN. You, uh, he, his quote was, you know, we're talking about thumbing, you know, Memphis thumbing its nose at the NCAA and whether it was the right decision or not to, um, to play him. And it's easy to, to think that this was just up to Penny Hardaway. Well, he said, that's not the case, right? He said, he said, that's just up to the school. As far as the decision, well, to play. and and you know, Laird Veach walked by press row tonight, and you know, it was kind of like you know, this was I was like, man, what a day, yeah. And he goes, yeah, this is what my whole day was, and he goes, we'll get through this. He was talking. He it was before he said that. It it was like he was like I he was like I started thinking about you guys and how many how you're gonna have to like. Well, you know, I don't you know I the sense I've gotten you know he's new and like does he really you know I guess he started right around the time. All this was going down, maybe a few weeks right? before, yeah, beginning yeah. of October ish. Right. His, uh, yeah, his first day was October first, um, or October third, or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. So I don't know. Um, I mean, I I don't think anyone's really. This is kind of unprecedented. This yeah. is just a whole. To, I mean, the whole. It's just Penny's. It's how happening. Penny came to be the coach at Memphis is a totally unique an unprecedented situation in college basketball that we there's nothing you can really call upon like there's just no there's not many NBA superstars who become middle school high school and grassroots coaches after their careers are over there's some i guess but then there are there's really no one who then immediately went from that level to becoming a high-profile head coach. And certainly there's no one who then went and got the number one recruit and number one recruiting class in the country once he got that job. This is just a totally unique situation. So I don't know if that plays in Memphis's favor or not, but it's... I'm just telling you, in terms of James Wiseman being eligible 
I have a bad feeling. Uh, I have a bad feeling about it. Yeah. I, that my it, gut tells me the NCAA is digging its heels in. and Usually when they do that, it's bad news. Right? When they Usually when they dig their heels in, it, it doesn't... We'll see. Like I said, I think the bet to me the best case scenario is this just takes forever in the courts right, and right. it gets delayed until you know, like there's no resolution during this season, and obviously James is going to be long gone to the NBA as right. soon as this season ends. Right. Um, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, I don't. It's going to be a fascinating, certainly these first couple weeks. Like what happens in that? You know, what happens if indeed that court date happens on the 18th? Does this get moved to federal court? Does it um, actually happen on the 18th? I mean, there was there was a comment made to you that yeah, it might not. It well, I think it's because it this. Be you know, I think I don't think the NCA was part of this restraining order discussion, right. if you will, in court. Like right. this happened really fast, very quickly, yeah. and I think there's going to be discussions between James Wiseman's legal team and the NCA trying to find maybe a you know maybe maybe the out maybe if there's an outpouring of support. In favor of James Wiseman, maybe that convinces the NCA. Like, let's try and find a resolution out of court for this, where you know the money's repaid or whatever. Um, it's I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's just, it's just. There's a lot of subplots. A lot of I think a lot of drama still to be still to unfold. And like I said, it's just a situation that you know. Very like there's just not anything you can call upon to say. Well, this happened in this situation, and that's what's going to happen here. The circumstances are so different than a lot of the cases we've seen in the past, where a kid, a, a recruit, or his family receives money from a booster. Fortunately, as much as this is going to play out kind of on center stage and like in front of in front of everybody's before everyone's eyes, um, fortunately. I don't know if it's going to be as dramatic. I don't know if we're, if we're ever going to get as much drama as we did today. Oh, I I mean, if, if he's in court in the city of Memphis, the city of Memphis is going to show up. That's going to be some drama. I'm telling you right now. Uh, it, I just mean as far as distractions, like, you know, on game day, like right up to tip off, you know, it was... Never say never. It was surreal in that in that building, man. It was it was It was kind of weird. Well, we'll see what happens. We're, we have tons of stuff up on commercialappeal.com. Stories, reaction, a column. We're going to have tons more in the days days ahead. This is just starting. Uh, so stick with commercialappeal.com for, for all the news and updates uh, about James Wiseman. Oh, by the way, there's a huge game in Portland, Oregon on Tuesday night. Memphis, Oregon. Is there? I think so. And, and I, I mean, Penny Hardaway said tonight... James Wiseman's going to keep playing. So exactly unless there's said. some sort of new court development on Tuesday, because the courts are closed because Monday is Veterans Vet- Day, Veterans Day yeah. unless there's some new development, James Wiseman will be on ESPN playing against Oregon in Portland. And yeah, it's, we'll be there. You and I will both be there. We will be up in Portland, and it's just going to be – this is going to be – I think Penny described this day as a roller coaster, and uh, I think uh, – I think this whole thing is going to feel like a roller coaster. Some yeah. moments you're going to feel good. Some moments you're going to feel bad. And um, 
you're not exactly sure when it's going to end <laughs> at certain moments. So you never know what's going to happen next. Buckle up, Memphis. Um, till next time, I was Mark Giannato, the commercial Peel Sports columnist. I was joined here by Jason Munns, our Tiger basketball beat writer. We are going to go home and get some sleep because we're going to do some laundry. Oh, okay. And because this is uh, this is uh, we need to rest up. This is going to be a very interesting, interesting uh, story to follow over as we move move ahead. Uh, have a good night. The Tiger Basketball Podcast can be found each week during the regular season at commercialappeal.com. You can also subscribe for free to the Tiger Basketball Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.